Welcome to Talking Beyond Business, the podcast that explores the intersection of sustainability, corporate responsibility, and business success. Join your host, Chris Quinn, as he discusses with leading experts from Bearing Point and beyond their vision and solutions to some of the most meaningful business challenges of our time, including equity and representation, corporate citizenship, sustainability, and how businesses can operate effectively, yet still commit to a greater good. Today, we're exploring corporate citizenship, drawing on the partnership between nonprofit Education International and management consultancy Bearing Point. We will be hearing insights directly from Education CEO Matthias Meyer and from Bearing Point's Carolina Varnahelm. Let's delve into their experiences, challenges, and the mutual benefits of this collaboration. So, Matthias, you are the CEO of Education. Who better than to provide an introduction and background? Please fire away. So obviously our founders in Kenya definitely would be the better partners to introduce us to Education International as we are born, actually in Kenya itself. Uh, But uh, let me briefly, shortly introduce the work, introduce you the work that we do together with Mm -hmm. Education International in Switzerland in collaboration with Kenya since 2007. And the mission of Education International is empowering talents, impacting societies. So we first believe in education as the precondition for individual growth, personal growth. And second, we believe that educated and empowered members of society are a key leverage for social change in countries like Kenya. So, so far more than 2,400 motivated and underprivileged youth have been equipped with a merit-based high school scholarship sponsored by individual donors and mentored by institutional partners like Bearing Point. So above 80% of those talents transitioned into the next level of education in our recent survey we did last year. And about two thirds of our students actually are in the meantime transitioning towards employability and ending up in a job to pay for their own uh, households, let's say, and their own uh, um, uh, household incomes, while about 10% are focusing more on entrepreneurial track and really found their own businesses within countries like Kenya. Well, thank you for that. And kudos to the founders in Kenya. Um, obviously, they've created something that's done a lot of good. And Carolina, perhaps you could outline your responsibilities at Bearing Point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm working as management consulting uh, here in Switzerland and currently part of the insurance team. Um, and that means that I'm most of the time out uh, out with our clients and delivering on their projects. Um, and then, however, also as a consultant, we engage in a lot of internal activities. Uh, so, um, for example, Bearing Point has a strong CSR community, which I am then part of. And they will work on many different topics in the ESG spectra that goes beyond our projects. <clears throat> Just to mention a few initiatives, uh, we organize uh, charity runs, blood donations, first aid trainings, a type of climate workshop where we emphasize and educate on environmental challenges. And then um, and then also a big part of it is that we partner with nonprofit organizations to engage in pro bono projects. And it's through one of these pro bono projects that I've then had the privilege to, to also engage with education. We'll delve into the details of your work with education shortly. But Carolina, could you first explain what is corporate citizenship and what is Bearing Point's overarching strategy in this area? 
Absolutely. Uh, so for us, corporate citizenship is the kind of social responsibility that we have as a business in addition uh, to our other responsibilities, legal, economical. Uh, so in addition to all the value that we deliver to our clients, we also want to be good corporate citizens and go beyond the needs of the clients and also meet the need of the society. And uh, one of the most important and the most impactful ways we do this are through pro bono projects that we engage in. So we basically support the non uh, no pro, uh, pro bono or non-profitable organizations in the same way as we do with our regular clients. And what we do, of course, depends on the need from the organization and of the skills of our consultants. Some projects uh, involve data analytics. We've supported uh, tool implementations such as CRMs, um, carbon footprint management. And um, and this is why we are uh, so happy that we have this engagement with education since um, education is already an established organization right in this area with strong networking Kenya that gives us a great platform to support the society um, and, and together feel, feel, fulfill their mission. Thank you very much for that. So, Matthias, for context, could you describe the current environment for organizations just like yours? that's striving to make that difference in the world? And, you know, is it vital to secure uh, partnerships with corporates like Bearing Point? And how straightforward or challenging is it to find such organisations? So, first of all, for education international, uh, SDGs are very relevant. So, sustainable development goals defined by the United Nations and framed by the United Nations and all the stakeholders in society. And within that, SDG number 17 is the last one, the final one on the list of all the SDGs. But from our point of view, one of the most important ones, as it's all about partnership for the goals, as mentioned by the Sustainable Development Goals itself. So obviously, the corporate engagement for education is even a precondition to achieve the SDGs. And in collaboration with partners like educations, we think corporates will be invited to engage not only with financial resources, but also transpose actually employee engagement into impact through the network of that partnership. And second, we see obviously a fantastic opportunity to match the growing demand within the corporate environment and its workforce towards a responsible and purpose-driven business model, yes, which is more and more coming up and popping up as a meaningful way and life-changing learning opportunity also for employees uh, to really actually uh, get access to the education talent pool and to work with underprivileged but highly motivated young talents from countries like Kenya. So based on the two-sided overlap in values and the goals, the specific areas of engagement are then defined in a partnership agreement, also reflecting the commercial elements of such uh, uh, a partnership, uh, including the volunteering options that can be realized. So it's, uh, uh, is it straightforward finding corporate partners and is it challenging? For sure it is. I mean, as the main purpose of a business, obviously, is to make business and not to create purpose by definition. So for sure, it's not just a no-brainer for companies like Bearing Point to engage with partners like education, to put in financial resources and employee resources, which are opportunity costs for such a partner like Bearing Point. Uh, but obviously the DNA of a company and the culture behind seems to be crucial to really identify such an overlap 
and to work together for something meaningful. So therefore, you really need to find a common uh, uh, overlap here in terms of values, in terms of purpose, and in terms of a company seeing itself also as a responsible stakeholder within society. Great. Thank you. And it sounds like a bearing point from what you're saying, Carolina, it does have that common purpose. And so, Matthias, how did it? How did the partnership originate? What happened? Yeah, I mean, it's super interesting. Yesterday we are in 2023, and actually our first touch point between Education uh, International Switzerland, so the Swiss chapter, and Bearing Point Switzerland was already back in 2012. So that's been a journey. And uh, the, the first touch point, obviously, was that we were award winner in 2012 at, as a pre project award winner. So at that point of time, Bearing Point was engaging uh, actually with up to 15,000 Swiss francs uh, to promote social entrepreneurship uh, initiatives. And uh, we were in a strong competition with uh, a lot of interesting business models that were mainly approaching the, let's say, social sector in terms of the delivery of the business model. And uh, obviously we won the game. And that was the first touch point back in 2012. Brilliant. Well, it must be going very well. Could you give me sort of an outline of what it is that Bearing Point contrib- contributes towards your your calls on a daily, monthly I mean, today, basis? obviously... Yeah, sorry. I mean, we, we got in touch again, uh, 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 basically, then only... What was it? Ten years later, almost, or nine years later, in 2021. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. When, when uh, uh, we suddenly started to translate or to develop our own business for impact business model more towards building nations and with building nations we are referring to impacting societies which means at the end uh, obviously for us it's key that our talent pool find a way finds a way of actually getting employed locally Mm -hmm. or create employment through entrepreneurship and that was the perfect moment actually to get in touch again with bearing point when we started to really redesign the journey that is coming beyond just education access to high school access to university coaching and training opportunities but now really translating all those learning opportunities into uh, let's say economic opportunities for those talents, especially with regards to the startup fund. Uh, as bearing point, as we found out when we had our very first call after almost 10 years ago, later than, than, than our initial touch point with the local partnerships here in, in, in Switzerland, that bearing point was running already uh, an initiative uh, about 40 years ago with one of their clients in another market and uh, with another customer obviously on a UBLA project to empower entrepreneurship within that program and we suddenly were able to multiply that learning or to actually translate and transpose learning into our environment with education and it became a no-brainer to start with uh, the engagement of Bearing Point as co-designer of our startup program. So Carolina what does the day-to-day look like for Bearing Point and, and your involvement with the project? No, absolutely I'm happy, happy to uh, pick up on, on the experience here, contributing on collaborating on, on the uh, pilot phase in the startup uh, idea. And it was a project that ran um, around, 
think we were engaged in two, two three months time or uh, probably longer but uh, but my my during my most intense phase i think it was two three months where we really worked on on providing project management support to uh, for the first uh, selection process so mm-hmm. we supported on the designing everything from uh, from questionnaires on the application for the entrepreneurs on the choice of tooling uh, how do we do the selection criteria on all the applications that we get um, at the point where we also get the res- responses? We also consolidated them. And uh, once we had the final set of, of applicants, we were also then part in doing interviews with the students and and uh, took part as uh, jury members as well to do the final evaluation and uh, take out the winning candidates. So it was a really um, hands-on journey, I would say. It, it was really cool towards the end, specifically, I thought, to also really engage in actually sitting there in the interviews with the students. And that's probably when you really realize that this, uh, I mean, this is where you make the impact so Day. This is really where these are really cool ideas and, and really driven uh, students who, who really also need uh, this funding and, and support. Um, and then we also continued as a, as a second step then uh, once the these uh, winners say have received their finding we also started sketching on how to then support uh, them in the mentoring process and training program uh, to develop or continue to develop their uh, and um, their startups so uh, so um, we took part in that and actually took quite some inspiration from the mentoring program we have here internally at bearing point but then also asked for feedback from the candidates what support and what trainings they saw the need of so uh, um, so no, so that was uh, a bit of uh, hands-on examples. What we, how we, so to say, contributed in in this uh, startup fund. Thank you so much for that. It sounds really wonderful. And um, Matthias, what did that mean to you? What what impact did it did it have for your students? Yeah, I mean, Carolina, what just sounded like a very hands-on project, uh, a work within a three to four month uh, uh, engagement, now is resulting. Uh, within education into one of the core strategic growth drivers of our organization. We strongly believe that this topic of entrepreneurship has a huge power to engage basically the corporate sector as well to collaborate on a fantastic delivery to create impact. And and within the pilot, obviously in 2022, we received more than 100 applications in total, out of which we selected 12 winners last year in 2022, yes. So some of them receiving grants up to $1,000, actually just to prototype business ideas along the food value chain in transportation, real estate, and upskilling programs, while others even vetted for up to $10,000 and a 10% equity stake by education along an award with solutions in the health and in the environment sector. Yes, and nine out of the 12 organizations are in the meantime officially registered and uh, and they, the, the, all the, the grant winners actually together are already generating revenues together, more than a $10,000 on an annual basis, uh, while we are still waiting for the five equity winners here to really finish the program. So we just registered officially within shareholder agreements, uh, everything locally in Kenya as a equity partner with Education International here. And we kicked off now the mentoring program, the 12 to 18 month mentoring program that was co-developed together with you in collaboration with local partners that are supporting us here to really support those uh, business startup ideas actually along their journey with local business coaches and global business partners to really realize that 
fantastic entrepreneurial uh, potential and to translate opportunities into investment or investable uh, solutions maybe over the next two to three years. Wow, that's fantastic. There's some serious tangible benefits there in quite a short period of time. Carolina, there's some great impact on the on the ground there. And um, Matthias was mentioning there is some momentum amongst corporates to have these CSR initiatives. Uh, so doing good work, doing great work out there for people who need it. But there's also a benefit to the organisation. It's a two-way street. I mean, absolutely. And, and I think first and foremost, this partnership someone allows uh, our firm bearing point to uh, to be a good corporate citizen um, i mean for for us it's very important that um that we also take our social responsibility uh, right not only uh, not uh, not only the other responsibilities legal economical uh, they have and and also i think it's very uh, purposeful to our employees to also be able to during working time uh, make a positive impact on the society and take part in this um, um, engaging project so um, so i mean hopefully that also gives us a, a positive reputation but first and foremost i think it's really uh, really something motivating for for everyone who's who's able to take part in in these uh, projects can you describe how the opportunity to give back has affected Bearing Point's employees at both a professional and, and a personal level? Personally, I think it really gives perspective. That's the number one. Um, I mean, it gives you a perspective on how privileged and fortunate we are to have so easy access to education and you almost take education for granted, right? Then it makes you value it more. Uh, professionally, I think it's a perfect way of uh, applying your consultant skills on a good course. I got to to practice my project management skills, leading the team of three colleagues that work together on this. And uh, of course, you manage the relationship to the client. Education in this case, in the same way as any clients, right? With um, questions like uh, scope and managing the timelines and deliverables come up in exactly the same way. And uh, also what I've heard from... Uh, uh, from our colleague who took part in the Leadership Academy, um, we also get the opportunity to uh, to develop really incredible uh, leadership experience through the uh, Leadership Academy that we can also bring back into our daily work. Um, she mentioned it was one of the um, one of the most strongest uh, experience she had going to to Kenya for these ten days on the leadership program, and really makes you reflect on your leadership uh, style and and to really take it back uh, into your daily work. So I think there is definitely a lot to both on a personal and professional level that you uh, that you gain from the, the in collaboration. And Matthias, are there any? other things that you want to mention that, that you've seen in your experience that are of benefit to organisations that get, get involved with this kind of work? Yeah, I mean, obviously the fact that we have access to resources and skills, we actually wouldn't be capable to source ourselves, especially with the normal, actually the price tag you would pay for something or a service like that that's 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 unique yes so you really get access to super professionals and skilled people that really can bring a lot of value towards a specific topic you would like to tackle yeah so i think that's for us definitely one of the biggest biggest uh, benefits within education within that collaboration here with uh, with bearing point 
and and obviously the the continuity and the long term orientation of the partnership now also allows to really build up uh, something bigger than just a one time initiative. So it's growing together to a certain extent. So. You're, you're growing together, you're growing together deeper in terms of your value overlap, you, you get opportunities as, for example, this podcast to collaborate on communication opportunities, or you're getting actually access to invite even bearing point employees to become part of other initiatives within education or opportunities. And you start to actually become a kind of friends with some of the people you're working together so that's not Even to be, uh, <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely something we should mention here as well so it's 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 a fantastic opportunity and the privilege to work with wonderful people that somehow share the same values yes and that's not always the case in a in a business environment uh, let's say at least from my past experience as well so something which is highly beneficial is as well to connect people with kind of a same purpose orientation yes and and then this management buy-in as well from from the partners here in Switzerland seems to be crucial and and is obviously a benefit because that allows even to generate additional activities. I give you an example. So recently, I just had a call with the CIO of a big financial institution. Thanks to one of the partners that linked me up here uh, in Switzerland with Singapore because there was a strong interest in this kind of business model of uh, and the one thousand young entrepreneurs initiative. And suddenly, you are talking to someone else thanks to the network you are in with with the customers and the extended network of a company like Bearing Point. So that's uh, definitely something we should not deny here. So it's a fantastic triangle of, of opportunities and benefits here that, that we see within education. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like, yeah, that there's quite a lot of friendship and a good long-term partnership there. But as with any sort of long-term partnership, it has to be worked upon and there are, there are often challenges. And you were talking earlier about being quite different and you are from very different spheres. So Carolina, perhaps you could talk about some of the challenges maybe early on, or I don't know, ongoing, that, that the organisation has had during the period you've been working together. Yeah, I think, I mean, one of the challenges uh, Matthias actually already touched uh, upon before, but it is, of course, that uh, that um, from our side, the Trillian's projects that we also engage in have some sort of priority in parallel to uh, to pro bono projects that we engage in. And and um, it's it requires a bit of finding the right, right people at the right uh, time, even though there are very, very often a lot of people that wish and would want to engage in pro bono projects uh, actually much more than uh, than actually do it. Um, so that's always our our challenge, actually, to <laughs> to uh, uh, there is definitely not lack of people, but to just time it right with with clients projects. And I think as as long as you have uh, from both sides understanding from that and stay flexible, that uh, there might be uh, someone that rotates due to another engagement coming up or, or there are phases that are more intense than than others then i think you come around that and and uh, it works out very fine thank you and matthias do you have anything to add to sort of the challenges that you typically may face yeah, sure. I mean, as Carolina already mentioned, the availability of resources seems to be crucial and critical. And as we all know, consultants are not bored out people that are waiting in their office to jump into a for impact project uh, that is uh, ending up on their tables. So for, uh, that means it's it's an extra work for many of the employees that are engaged in high, heavy loaded projects with their customers. And obviously finding employees that are really willing to do this on top of their work hours and uh, to volunteer let's say their time their 
uh, scarce free time even uh, to to engage with partners like education is is not for taking we don't take this for granted yeah so the availability of resources also in terms of planning seem to be crucial so we just need to identify actually together also with the management of the firm who will be available maybe to for a certain time or for a specific period to really engage also short term on a, on a high load yes because obviously we can also not just come up with project plans that are 24 uh, months long so we also have to deliver within a certain uh, time periods towards our grant givers that can be uh, our partners that are engaging their employees but can also be foundations that are just sponsoring the money yes? so that's obviously always crucial the availability of the resources second uh, the continuity of the partnership, the long-term orientation, I think was also mentioned. Uh, it makes much more fun and it is just more more sustainable and impactful if you can really grow actually a partnership over a period of time because then you can really start to see the fruits of your work. And uh, that's also important for the employees that are engaging with time, but also for the company to see really what's happening with the engagement of time through their employees. And then finally, uh, again here, I mean, uh, the trust you actually receive by the top management of a company is, is just crucial and uh, uh, always a challenge. Let's say if you uh, face the fact that also management is changing, obviously, though you can be a partner today because uh, you are working together fantastically with a management team now uh, in those days. But while the management might change, obviously, you will face suddenly a new situation and are at the threat. And I'm pretty sure the consultants also understand this concept as it's very much the same within the consulting industry where you are actually uh, also creating relationship with your customers and obviously with changes in the customer side or the customer's uh, environment, you're affected as well uh, within, within your business model. Yes, so those are three things I would highlight here. Thank you very much. And thank you both for giving you know, us a great insight into not just the benefits, but also the challenges. Um, I appreciate that. And Matthias, are, are there any other bits of advice that you can think of that you may not have mentioned that you would give to an organisation like Bearing Point or another private organisation that's looking to jump into corporate citizenship? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, as mentioned before, uh, obviously, first of all, the business of business is about business and not charity. Yes. So I think if you go into corporate engagement or volunteer engagement, you should have a plan. Yes. You should know also why you do that as a firm and not just start it because uh, otherwise it's going to maybe result in, in disappointment from both sides because uh, uh, no clear expectations can be set, yes. And and with Bearing Point, it was very clear from the beginning that uh, obviously our initiative or the, the start of our initiative was very much focusing on project-based engagements, yes. That's important. So it was clear we have a certain period of time that we can actually allocate towards the cause and we have to identify from our side packages that can be somehow managed as well within that uh, period. So uh, I think without that, uh, it's very difficult. Yes. And, and and then while many smaller corporates are focusing mainly on, on a very local initiative, yes, with limited budgets available, uh, we can be a partner, obviously, uh, for the ones that really want to commit into education, e.g. by providing the financial means for such scholarship or to support future engineers and IT developers. That's all possible on a smaller scale. So obviously, the, that's something you can realize tomorrow. But for, for uh, small and mid-sized companies uh, nowadays, uh, I think I think... 
uh, you know, they, they they start to tackle this corporate social responsibility and ESG topic, obviously, more systematically. And uh, they always start or they more and more start to actually embed it into their own business models. And as mentioned, values are playing uh, here an integral part. And together with purpose and culture, those are topics that need to be shaped internally as well. So you need to take care of that as an organization and uh, it needs to be on the agenda. Uh, so while the revenue generation obviously is at the forefront of everything, uh, it's also important for such companies to deal with such topics. And I think here a fit in terms of values is obviously a precondition uh, for a potential collaboration in that space. Yes. And Obviously, if both parties see that overlap, uh, it's important to understand that we at education do not survive by just getting access to skills. And only a collaboration always requires both uh, in, in our definition. So it's for sure somehow related to skills and activating the employees that can contribute towards a specific project or a specific task we, we need to or we would like to, 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 to get done. Uh, but on the other side, it's also a financial engagement to a certain extent uh, to compensate for the cost connected to deliver then uh, at the end also those programs. And I think that's very important for us as an organization. And, and therefore, it really requires to have some kind of management attention at all that, that actually you have this buy-in from the partners as well on a local level to really engage here because obviously those two elements of time and money are not something that you just actually award uh, for free. So you need to have a clear plan here and a clear agreement. And I think that's uh, definitely something which makes sense then to to shape and formulate as well the conditions of such such a partnership. Great, thank you. And Carolina, from your perspective, have you got any advice for perhaps charities? You know, what can they expect when they're they're dealing with big businesses? And I know you guys have, have mentioned a fair few things already, but if you have any other bits of advice, that's great. If not, no worries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's it's uh, one of the key things I can highlight again is then to really look for this win-win situation where the non-profit organization really sees the value of, of our support and vice versa. And this combination sort sort of, of monetary support, which of course also is crucial and capacity support and where we also in parallel get to develop ourselves and, and a great development opportunity. I think that's really what makes such a collaboration successful. Um, and what I also thought about uh, what makes it, I mean, it's one thing to to provide um, external consultancy uh, capacity, but I think what's also crucial to to think about as a nonprofit organization is to really also have someone on the inside internally to also work together with and to really and to ensure that. Um, that the work, uh, first of all, is integrated and who can also give a bit of a direction and feedback on all of your work. And I think that worked uh, really well when we worked with education, that we had a colleague from uh, from your side who who always uh, say, uh, discussed and, and gave us feedback and, and co-created this with us. So I think that's really also a key, uh, key success factor when setting this up. So you've talked about the importance of a long-term commitment. What does the future look like for you both? Not wanting to put you too much on the spot, but Carolina? I mean, now we hope to to continue collaborate for for a, a longer term, right? When we've set the, set up now a partnership around uh, four pillars, uh, we will hopefully engage in uh, many more 
boner projects on then specific topics that uh, that we still have to define but I'm sure Matthias has a few <laughs> ideas already and and uh, we hope to engage more of our colleagues there um we'll also of course have uh, provide some monitor support um we will also have colleagues from us who will take part in a leadership academy uh, where they get to develop their leadership skills through um uh, to an academy taking place in uh, Kenya for approximately 10 days, I think, where they could go through a coaching session themselves and then also uh, coach uh, local students there. So that was uh, really successful already from, from one colleague who was there down last year and brought a lot of uh, really valuable insights. And, and we will uh, happily take part in that again and then also see what other ad hoc activities come up. So I think it's, uh, yeah, there is a lot of things that are going to happen in the coming years. Great, thanks. And Matthias? I'm super happy actually to announce that we are just in the process of signing such a three-year partnership agreement uh, along those uh, core topics of engagement. So obviously moving towards this uh, continuity and long-term partnership also officially and and uh, beside the two topics of project-based engagement, Carolina, that you mentioned and the, the Leadership Academy, I'm super happy that we will start in, uh, in this quarter, Q3 actually, 2023, uh, our one-on-one -on -one mentoring program together with five uh, bearing point employees that will engage one-on-one -on -one with our students and our talent pool to shape a 12-month journey together to actually really empower employability and entrepreneurship on, on a very deep level uh, along a semi-structured mentoring journey. And finally, what I think what is very important is uh, beyond and above all the opportunity for all employees uh, from the bearing point uh, platform or the pairing point network here to engage individually as well yes uh, so everyone who has been in touch with education or even beyond obviously gets the opportunity to become part of our on-site events here in switzerland is it our impact dinner or our uh, impact opera now happening in summer uh, to actually engage also with other purpose-driven employees and partners of us uh, to to get together and then to really uh, you know become part of that education family and I'm very much looking forward here to get in touch with many enthusiasts like Carolina to actually really engage with the partnership between education and bearing point in the future. Well guys thank you so much for that enlightening discussion I really do appreciate it and I do hope that it inspires some of the listeners to to go on and, and do similar things. It's been really interesting to hear about the dynamics, challenges and rewards of bridging the corporate and non-profit worlds. So thanks again. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Please stay tuned for future engaging conversations in a Talking Beyond Business podcast series.